Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Jake's got a, a great a great mind for the game, and he's a little bit of a throwback too, Randy, to where like he's not afraid to get involved. He's got that old-school mentality. He'll get to the front of the net. He'll get physical. But when you watch him out there, he handles the puck so smoothly, and he makes passes. He can Obviously, he can score goals. He's got goals. And the puck straight. cleared ahead. It comes to Neighbors. Stick checks his way to the puck. He shoots. He scores! Neighbors in front. He shoots. He scores! He got the feed from Butchnevich. Jake went to the middle of the ice, and it's a 4-1 St. Louis lead. That is the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber here on 101 ESPN. You also heard Jamie Rivers talking about Jake Neighbors, who appears to be making a move at the very least into being a, a top six guy, probably more of a middle six guy. But uh, Chris Kerber joins us now, as he does every Monday here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, I'm good. How are you? Everything's good. The Cardinals uh, apparently getting set to sign Sonny Gray. I know as a uh, as, as a Cardinal fan, you're uh, you're a guy that regularly attends. Is, is Sonny Gray a guy that causes you to buy a few tickets next year? Uh listen, I, I'm a Cardinal fan that didn't have any grand illusions that you're going to go out and sign three impact pitchers and change things around on a dime. That's just not how sports works. So. Uh, I'm hoping that a combination of what they're doing and maybe some other guys come along uh, is a difference maker here, but it's better than what they've had. And and I know his postseason numbers aren't that great, Randy, but hell, you got to get there first anyway. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. He's he's one of the free agent guys out there and the Cardinals are getting after it. So that that at least has got to make you think something positive. Yeah. Hey, uh, how about the weekend for Jake Neighbors? What are you seeing in his advancement? Well, I, I think you have to be kind of excited here because, and, and it's more also the fact that uh, the, the other guys that were in the top six weren't getting the job done. So Jake Neighbors got elevated to the second line and he earned it. He got elevated to the top power play and he's produced. He got elevated to the first line and gets two goals. Um, you know, in in you know in the year of hopium here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there wondering, okay, one of the big questions was, can Jake Neighbors potentially play in your top six, or is he a third-line guy? Well, he's only played 72 National Hockey League games, right? So, you know, looking at looking at that, the fact that even in just, you know, one and a half games, he's looked pretty good with Robert Thomas, He's you're encouraged with it. So I, I'm kind of excited here because what I, what I took out of, and, and I talked about this in one of my takeaways from the, on the curbside podcast after yesterday's game. What I, what, what I'm kind of excited about now is when you look at say that third line that had Cairo Hayes and Sod. Now Jordan Cairo has got to play up higher in the lineup, mm-hmm. but it's up to him. That's, I mean, that is, that is strictly up to him on whether or not he's going to play higher. That's not, well, coach has to give him a chance or any of that stuff. That's just, frankly, is he going to play more consistently? The But when you look to the future and you think about a potential Jimmy Snuggerud or a Pavel Dvorsky 
you know, or does a Zach Bolduke or does a Zach Dean, you know, start, start to impact things a little bit uh, over the next year or two. That's, that's where another couple in your top six are going to be coming from. And then all of a sudden your depth gets forced right down the lineup and you become a really dangerous team again because every single line could, could do some damage to you. So um, right now you got to be really encouraged that Jake Neighbors uh, looks like he could be a guy that steps into one of those top six roles because that just continues to add, you know, add threat to your lineup. Well, Curbs, as you mentioned there, the top six guys not getting it done, and that's why we saw some of those lines shift. With Jordan Cairo, too, as you mentioned, what did you think of the decision to move him to the third line? Well, I mean, it's, it, look, it wasn't even just the third line. And you know, Craig Berube didn't get asked publicly about this. Well, he did on our coaches show yesterday. But, you know, the game before, he, he benched Jordan Cairo for the final 11 minutes and nine seconds of the, of the third period. Now, on that last home game, that he played. Jordan had played three shifts, played about three minutes in that third period, and then uh, and, and then didn't play for. And I think he sat on the bench from eleven oh nine until the end of the game. Uh, so it look he wants Jordan Cairo. Well, one you know he, he's been turning the puck over a little bit, so that that's part of it. Kind of talking about his hands is what he described to us. What uh, Craig Berube described to us yesterday. Uh, he wants some consistency of just going there, getting smarter decisions. You know, Jordan's kind of had this thing this year. Where, and by the way, look, I don't think it's an effort thing. Uh, you know, some people may question that. That that's that, that's obviously not the case. Uh, it's just a young player still trying to find consistency. He's played 250 games in a week. It's still just trying to find that game in game out consistency. And again, when he's playing on a top line with Robert Thomas. You're getting all the hard minutes. You're getting the top matchups. You're going against the other team's top defensive pairing. Game in, game out, shift in, shift out. And it's it's just different. You have to learn how to battle through that and how to play you know, through that. And um, and I thought he had a great response yesterday, to be honest with you. I thought he had a good, you know, he's got him on the board. I mean, he has assists in four straight games, but it's not about the points. He ended up flying back. He made some fantastic defensive plays, including one on Connor Bedard. And and this isn't about saying, well, a guy's got to play defense. It's just a guy has to be responsible in this system and how you're going to play on both ends of the ice. And you've got to just be more aware and, and, and smart with the puck because this is a hockey team, guys, that is a good enough hockey team that if they don't hurt themselves – you're going to be fine. And it's those turnovers in those tough areas that they tend to hurt themselves. So I think what I think we've seen, Brooke, is a very good handling of it from Craig Berube. I think we're seeing some excellent coaching with him, you know, with what he's done with Verona, uh, with what he did with Cairo, how he's handled that. And and I think we saw a great response from those guys yesterday. So for, for me, it's a positive. Plus, look, I mean, you, you get 15, 16 minutes a game playing with Kevin Hayes and you change that line uh, with, with some speed that he brings to the table, mm-hmm. that's just another line that's a possible threat. Curbs, when you talk about game out, game, game in, game out consistency, specific to Cairo, but you talk about this team, what the heck is going on? You, you've got the, the six, well, let's just go back to the 5-1 losses to the Kings and Sharks. Then you beat the Ducks 3-1. to Then you have a game against Arizona where it's not a, a masterpiece, but you win. But then you get beat by the Predators 8-3. Then you bounce back yesterday against the Hawks. What is going on with game out, game in, game out consistency with this team? Well, if, listen, if you remember, you know, 
the, the question marks that you had when you looked at the lineup, you know, who's going to play where, what's going to happen. You're hoping that, you know, you get, you get some, uh, some more offense out of somebody like a, a Jacob Verona. And you really haven't had that, but it's not just, again, it's not just the offense. It's this team has to play, you know, a certain way. Justin Falk said, this isn't a system, you know, after the, the last loss on the national, he said, this isn't a system issue. We, we just have to play better. Um, for example, in the, in the game against Nashville, Craig Ruby felt that the defense could, could their sticks could be better. The sticks could be harder. They, they they could have gotten to pucks along the walls in the defensive zone better. There's there's aspects of the game there. I mean, this isn't an excuse. This is what teams are dealing with. They're in a stretch of hockey where they've had one practice in the last week and a half. Uh, Jordan Bennington even mentioned it in his post game press conferences. You know, sometimes you just got to keep going and you get the grind going and. Um, that West Coast road trip was tough on this team, no doubt about it. There's a couple of quirks here, Randy. They're in a stretch of, of where you're out of 25 days from the 15th of November to the 9th of December. Uh, you're home one day without travel, holiday, or a game, and that's going to be that's going to be Wednesday. Uh, you know, one day that, that you're home without a day where you have to travel. It's been a holiday, or you have a home game. Uh, there just hasn't been much time for this team to practice, to work on some things. So you do what you can in morning skates, and sometimes your team game is going to be able to get away from you. They had a pretty good practice the, the day before you know, the game against Chicago, and it showed there. So they were able to kind of regroup and get it going. And part of it, too, is just personnel, Randy. I mean, that L.A. Kings team is, is a really good team. You know, the, the, the speed of the Arizona Coyotes can, can get you. They've had the Blues number a little bit of late. There's going to be some of that stuff that's in there that uh, is just going to challenge the Blues this year. But the good news is is they've played 20 games, and right now they're the top wild card team. Mm-hmm. Just a few points out of second and third in the division. I think it's I think all in all, it's been a pretty doggone good uh, first quarter of the season for the Blues. Well, and especially when you look at a team like Minnesota, who I expected to be kind of in that same realm as the Blues, and we saw what a seven-game losing streak can do to a team last year here, and the Wild have lost seven in a row. The Blues obviously are there tomorrow night, and sometimes that inconsistency can kill a team, and it looks like it's doing that right now to Minnesota. So I'm with you. For, For what I expected, for where the Blues are right now, a quarter of the way into the season, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, listen, the, the biggest thing that they've done this year that was different than last year so far is avoided that huge dip, right? And, and yeah, they've lost a couple. They win a couple. They lost a couple. For the third time this season, they've gotten the three games over 500. It'll be another chance to get the four games over, you know, when they play Minnesota on Tuesday night. I, I've always I've been wondering when, you know, some of the moves and the fact that they've still got about $14 million in dead cap space is going to catch up to the Minnesota Wild. And, and that might have happened, you know, this year. It was only a matter of time, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, but to take them lightly and they'll put it in. You know, you know what's crazy is, like, y- yesterday was the 16th game against the Western Conference for the Blues. It was only the sixth for the Chicago Blackhawks. Wow. You know, one of those kind of crazy, uh, cr- crazy you know, nuggets there. So the Blues are going to have a lot of games against the East later on in the season. But – Look, yeah, you've got to be pretty happy with just kind of where you're at now. Nobody's running away with it necessarily in the central. Things are down a little bit, but, hey, that's not the Blues' fault. You take advantage of it. And, you know, right now they've got a chance, for example, Tuesday, they've got a chance tomorrow to put the Minnesota Wild 11 points behind them in the standings. That would be a good thing to do. That's huge. That's huge 21 games in. It really is. Curbs, as always, great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great day. Have a great trip, and we'll talk to you later. 
All right. Have, have an awesome week, you guys. Talk to you in a bit. You too, Bye. buddy. That is Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues, here on 101 ESPN.